Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to be talking about how seven years of famine has has already started. It started September 6th of 2021. Today I'm going to be talking about the prophecy of two cows. Now, again, I talked about this, I don't know, five years ago, and I guess most of the other prophecy sites just didn't see it, didn't understand how important it was, because as far as I know, I think I'm the only one talking about this. I'm the only one that really seemed to get this. And before I get into it, I've got several things that don't exactly have to do with our topic today, but I really need to talk about them. I've been talking about the war coming up, the red horse being released, and all this sort of stuff. So, HowTurnRadioShow.com, headline, China. April 18th, as in today, with only a 24-hour notice, is conducting a major military operation. And this is, normally they say it's like a practice or something like that. Chinese Maritime Safety Administration announced that the People's Liberation Army will be conducted a major military operation in the Yellow Sea off the coast of Qingdao, if I pronounce that right, on April 18th, which is the day I'm recording this. This is the first time they've ever used the term major military operation. Usually they say military exercises, and it was only given with less than 24 hours notice. So this is another sign we're getting real close to a war, my brothers and sisters. And then we had, an, I know you're going to be saying, wait a minute, I need to cover this. Uh, there's, I, I need to count up. Maybe somebody count up. How many train collisions, train derailments has there been this year? Count it up. Maybe send me some links and uh, send it to send it to our email. Maybe I'll I'll do a program because there's enough programs or enough of these collisions and derailments to do a whole program on. But anyway, I'm not talking about the two injured. I'm talking about that there's another derailment. Fifteen grain cars, three locomotives derail. No hazardous materials involved. And guess what is missing? It's the same thing that's missing from all of the derailments and all of the attacks on our food. And that is, we don't know what caused it, and there were no arrests. Oh, and there's more. Here's another one, different one. Another train derails, this in Maine. Hazardous material was released in this here in the United States. We thought for a long time, we were the best of the best, and no one else can even come close, but... We've descended to third world status compared to many of the other nations around the world. If you look at the top left corner, you see China's rail system, and it looks a whole lot better than our rail system. As a matter of fact, if you've been to another country, unless it's really a third world country, many of those countries out there have much nicer roads, much nicer airports, rail systems. They make America look like a third world country. Well, why? Because we have forgotten the laws of our God. We've started sinning and doing wickedly according to what the angel spoke to Demetri Dudman. Also, the U.S. now surpasses 145 mass shootings. Oh, well, I understand that took place over the last couple of years. No, that's just in 2023. Now, I don't think that Americans are that angry or that violent. I don't think that they're that mean. 
I do think that there are MK Ultra mind-controlled programs out there. I don't exactly know how they work, but I know enough about them. We've had several speakers. As a matter of fact, if you want to go to watchprophecyclub.com, we've got several programs up there from experts talking about how they do it. And it's more than just sleep deprivation and drugs and things like that. 145 mass shootings. In other words, the nation, one of the primary things the devil knows he has to do is to remove America as the world police officer in order to put his man, the Antichrist, on the throne. And he's doing that in a lot of different ways. That includes a porous border with Chinese military-age men coming over our border. They're now heading on the, uh, this way, taking away our food and also taking away our guns. This is where they're ultimately heading. I don't think America has too much longer. Mass shootings take place in nearly every type of public and private space, this goes on to say. And it says firearms are the leading cause of death in children between ages 1 and 19. Well, you know, there's never been a firearm that jumped up and killed anybody. It was always a person pulling the trigger that did it. And firearms are designed for a nation that knows God. And a nation that doesn't know God can't control them, and they must be removed. And so, I think they're using mind control programs to prove to us that we can't control them. And of course, a nation of sinners can't control them. And so consequently, I don't have any immediate prophecies saying they're about to be rounded up, but you can imagine that one day it's going to happen. Let's go on. Now let's get to the famine. So I was doing some other research last, last night, and I had to go back into some other PowerPoints to pull some information up. And I was reading in Genesis 41, and it's talking about the, the, the Pharaoh. And I really felt it important to bring this back up because so much of it is happening today. So let's Go in, I'm actually, if you don't want me to read the Bible, go ahead and click away. But this is a really, really important story. And it says one thing that you might miss. And that is that God speaks to us in dreams. Now, if you've been listening to Prophecy Club for a while, you already believe that. You already understand that. But let's read it. And it came to pass at the end of two years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by a river. There came up out of the river seven well-favored cattle, fat-fleshed, fed in the meadow. Behold, seven other cattle came up after them, ill-favored, lean-fleshed, and stood by the other by the brink of the river. The ill-favored cattle ate the fat-fleshed cattle. Went back to sleep. Had a second dream. Seven ears of corn came upon a stalk. Very good. Then seven ears blasted with the east wind sprung up, and the seven ears ate the seven lean ears, the seven bad ears of corn, ate up the other seven. Okay, so Pharaoh was sitting and called all of his, you know, other people trying to, to interpret it. Finally, he called Joseph out of the dungeon, skipping all of that story. So Pharaoh says to Joseph, I dreamed a dream. Nobody around here can interpret it. I hear you can interpret it. Tell me, what does it mean? So he told him the dream. So he says, here's what I saw. Seven good cattle came up 
seven battle, bad cattle, cattle came up and ate the seven good cattle. Seven good ears and then seven bad ears of corn and the seven bad ears ate the seven good ears. What does it mean? Now, here's important. The lean and the old favorite kind did eat up the first. Uh, okay, I covered that. The thin ears devoured the seven good ears. I covered that. And here's, he says, what God is about to do, he has now showed Pharaoh. I believe these dreams and visions that God has been sending to a lot of people. I mean, we've had a lot of them on. I think God is not just warning us the things that are coming. He is also showing us the future and what we must do to get prepared if we will just listen. Now, if the Pharaoh had not listened, if he'd have just gone back to sleep and forgot about the dreams, then a whole lot of people would have died because there's seven, seven years of famine coming. And if Joseph had not been called, if it had not been interpreted correctly, and I think, I mean, just, just, just frankly, think, I, I think that you and I, people that understand Bible prophecy and that have listened to the other dreams and visions and angel visits of other people, and we have a worldview of one that understands Bible prophecy, we are in a very good position to be able to interpret these dreams when others can't. And I think that's part of what God has called at Prophecy Club to do, is to bring an interpretation. I mean, there's been people out there that have had dreams and sent them over to us, and they didn't understand them. We understood them. We knew them perfectly. Because I believe God has given us a spirit of prophecy. Now, so he says, Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout the land. This is the interpretation. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine. I believe this prophecy is now in the progress of repeating even as we speak. Seven years of famine, and all the, plant, all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. I think we're there, and I'll show you why I say that. Okay, so this was dated September the 25th of 2014. You can actually see part of the article that, that I pulled off the internet. And if you look at this cow, what do you see? Well, hopefully you see a really big, white, pristine seven, like a typewriter seven, right across the face of this cow. Not an accident. But then the rest of the cow is black and white. Now, the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And I believe that there is a great financial blessing coming mostly to the church. And I think that that means that some will be blessed, some will not. Okay, now the point is here, it's saying that there's seven years of plenty. And I want you to notice the date. It happens on September 25th of 2014. Why is that important? Because that's a Shemitah. What is a Shemitah? Well, when we say a couple, we mean two. When we say a dozen, we mean 12. But when the Bible says Shemitah, it means seven. A Shemitah only happens once every seven years. This cow and another one I'm about to show you were born. Well, one was born on the 24th, but the, the births were both released to the public on the 25th. So it's press release dated September 25th of 2014. And I believe that this cow with a seven right on the front of it is saying that there's seven years of plenty. Then the other cow that was also born or released on the same day 
If you look at this cow, it's red. And it has a scribbled seven, meaning it's saying that this is not the fat cow. This is not the nice years, but there's going to be seven years of famine. And they were both released to the public on the same day on a Shemitah. You don't get that, okay? First of all, how do you get cows that have no other markings on them except for just this red seven? And then the other black and white cow with the seven right across the front. And they're both released to the public on a Shemitah. That was not an accident. Red means famine. No red in it. And no white. So what are the chances? You see a, a cow just like this born the same day. So one was publicized 25th. One was born September 25th of 2014. That was the start of seven years of plenty. Sure enough, during those seven years, we didn't have our food supplies attacked. We didn't see train derailments. We didn't say see fires throwing all kinds of toxic waste all over our country. So... Essentially, what it's saying is on September the 25th of 2014, we saw seven years of plenty begin here. Then, seven years of famine began exactly seven years later on another Shemitah. So, the seven years of plenty started September 25th of 2014. Now, since these scriptures are saying there's seven years of plenty, which is followed by seven years of famine. Then if you look at Genesis 54, it specifically says, Then the seven years of dearth began to come, according to Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all the lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. When Ron Wyatt went to Egypt and he was investigating the pyramids, he said he found the grain bins where Joseph stored the, the grain, and he said it was wheat. Now, the Bible talks about corn in one place, but I assure you it is wheat. And here's another scripture. It's because it says bread. Okay, you don't make bread out of corn for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we've all had cornbread. I personally don't care for it. But anyway, the point is, it was wheat. Wheat fed the world during the seven years of famine. And I believe that God started Joseph's kitchen, and, and I probably need to tell you that story. I'll get to it in a second to feed his people, to feed Christians, just like it was bread or wheat that fed people in the days of Joseph. You recall, in the last, really in the last 18 months, there's been 150 food sources destroyed, no arrests, there's been train derailments, China stopped container ships, now they're threatened to stop them again, Russia's attacked Ukraine, which is the breadbasket of Europe, not only that, but Chris Reed had this prophecy where he said the perfect storm, inflation reaches a new high, food shortage crisis as wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate. All of that says food shortage. Then we have these active prophecies. We have 11 saying that the dollar will fall. That could happen, many people are saying, by the end of the month, which why we'll send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. They can give you advice I can't give you. And then there's 14 prophecies that says there's going to be a food shortage. And for that, we'll send you to josephkitchen.com. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Klaus Schwab said, you'll own nothing and be happy. The rumor is Bill Gates is now buying farms, and he's now the largest owner of farmland in America. Do you think he's buying the farmland to make certain that there's plenty of food grown? 
or to make certain that there's nothing grown on it. I think it's nothing. It's part of removing it. So let me tell you the story. This happened mm, about a year and a half, maybe even getting close to two years ago. So somebody sent me this email, and they said, uh, Stan, just watch it. And I emailed back, and I said, can you give me the time code? I mean, you know, what it was. And they said, just watch it. So I started skipping through. This lady was talking in a church about the benefits of bread. Well, she said something that caught my attention. So I decided to go back and actually take the 45 minutes to watch it. And essentially, she was telling about how she gets wheat berries and she grinds them into flour herself. I never heard of this, okay? I'd never tasted homemade whole wheat bread in my life. Grinds it into flour, puts it into a bread machine, and makes her own homemade bread. I thought, okay, I believe I'll try it. So I ordered a little sack of uh, wheat berries and a grinder, and uh, I, I made some loaves of bread, according to the recipe. And <laughs> they didn't turn out real good, but they tasted good, and I liked it, and my wife Leslie liked it. She said, well, if you're going to start making bread, you need to order a bread machine because I'm not needing any bread. And I said, what's a bread machine? <laughs> she said, well, you just put the ingredients in there, push a button, and it'll make the, the bread for you. And I said, okay, that sounds real good. So I ordered a bread machine, and I started making, I, <laughs> if you can believe it, I made this loaf of bread. And, of course, now I guess I've made about 180 loaves of bread. It is typically what I have for my lunch and most of the times, or excuse me, my breakfast. I just had one slice this morning. It is typically my breakfast, and in most cases, it's my lunch. And what I found is, is that it's very nutritious. You can take one loaf of bread, I tell you, I cut it into 14 slices. I eat one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and in an emergency situation, that would be good. As a matter of fact, I eat one before I go play racquetball, and I run like the wind. I'm keeping up with some of the young guys as a result of it. As a matter of fact, I have found that a loaf of whole wheat bread gives me more strength, more energy than any other of the other energy drinks and pills and potions and lotions that, you know, racquetballers uh, take to try to help them to play better. <laughs> yeah, a loaf of bread. Two slices a day is enough to provide, at least my opinion, for, to provide for me in a time of trouble. Um, it's better nutrition. It's long storage. Uh, the wheat berries that they pulled out of the pyramids, I'm over 3,000 years old. They planted them in the group. Uh, it takes about 10 minutes to actually grind the wheat berries, make the, the flour, put it into the wet bread machine with five other ingredients, push a button. Two hours, 20 minutes later, you got a nice hot steaming loaf of whole wheat bread. And it's actually good for you and the children will eat it. Some of this stuff that you buy for long-term storage food, you know, you boil, boil water, pour the water into it. Uh, I had one guy say, man, I, I, could, I tried that. <laughs> I couldn't get the children to eat it. They'll actually love a wheat loaf of bread. As a matter of fact, when I make a loaf of bread, everybody in the house that walks in smells it wants a piece. And I take it to church, all of them love it. As a matter of fact, many, many of the ladies have started bringing, we, we've got now a rotation basis at church. Who's bringing bread this Sunday? So we all like it. Uh, also, here's the problem. I know you're thinking, okay, well, let me just go online and buy a 50-pound bag of wheat berries myself. Okay, what's the problem with that? Well, there's thousands of different um, 
strains of wheat. If you don't get the right one, I had had some guy email me and said, yeah, I, I didn't get Joseph Kitchen wheat. And, I, and my bread is like a brick. Okay, In other words, instead of being this tall, it was this tall. I said, yeah, you didn't use the right wheat because not all wheat rises. Some of it is like a pizza, it doesn't rise, or they make tortillas out of it. Okay, If you don't get the right wheat, it doesn't rise, it doesn't make bread. That's the reason you want to stick with Joseph Kitchen. Here's another problem. When it comes to you, it comes in a brown paper bag. I don't care if it's 25 pounds or 50 pounds. When it comes to you from Joseph Kitchen, it comes in a big plastic seven-gallon pail that keeps out moisture and oxygen, makes it last longer, and hopefully keeps out uh, mice and rats and things like that. And about 100 pounds, which is two buckets, feeds one person for a year. Most of your long-term storage places will cost you nine or $10,000 to feed one person for a year. And I think God started Joseph Kitchen so that God's people could have a not only good nutrition, not only good taste, but also a very cost-effective way, very low-cost way, to feed their family during the time of famine. And now we are in that time of famine. It's going to get worse. We know that things are going to get expensive. We know that the dollar is going to go from down 30% to 50% to 66 and down to blow, worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. If you have some Joseph wheat in your house or into your access, at least you'll have food, okay? Uh, we suggest you do this. Get Go to josephskitchen.com. When it comes to you, it comes with a pourable lid, so you don't spill it or anything. Pour it out. It's great, 50 pounds. They got it in stock. And this is wheat bread. As a matter of fact, before they order it, they will have the farmer send me a sample. I'm the guy that has to approve the wheat. So they send me a sample of the white wheat and the red wheat. The white wheat is more protein to make it rise better. The red wheat gives it the better taste. So you need a combination. We'll show you how to do that. Videos, we have recipes, everything to show you how to do that, or I should say Joseph Kitchen. Anyway, they send me the wheat, and so I'll make a loaf of bread with it, and I approve all of the wheat before Joseph Kitchen makes the big purchase. And they've got a big warehouse full of big 2,500-pound, they call them pro boxes, 2,500 pounds of wheat. They can ship it out to you Right now, everything you need, they've got it. And since we know we're in a famine, I mean, even if we didn't have the, the two cows, we know we're in a famine. So I'd suggest you go there. Minneapolis becomes America's first major city to allow Muslim prayer call five times a day. Why? Because we're a nation that has forgotten the law of our God. As you recall, Exodus 23, one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. In that Minneapolis is allowing this, they have gone after another god. You watch. You watch all kinds of problems will come to Minneapolis in specific, Minnesota in general, and to America. Because we have turned to other gods. This is turning to this is worshiping another god, and everybody in the city of Minneapolis that is allowing this is part of it. So you can rest assured more curses comes on Minneapolis specifically, on Minnesota, and 
to America. We have turned. Babylon has become, fallen as fall has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Dollar falls when oil is sold in yen. Remember? Shane Warren talked about this. Well, here it is. Ben Salman, Saudi Arabia, said goodbye to the USA. He approved the inclusion of Saudi Arabia in the Asian Security Bloc, SCO, under the leadership of China, big energy deal. So Saudi Arabia's King Salman has approved them basically throwing away the dollar, throwing away America, and now they're aligning themselves with the new SCO or the BRICS nations. And this is the fulfillment of what Shane Warren was told when they start selling oil in something other than the dollar, it's going to crash the dollar. Now, here it says, currently the Shanghai Corporation covers 60% of Eurasian region, 40% of the world's population, and 30% of the world's GDP. And they're going around the dollar. What this means is we're going to see the, the value of the dollar fall like a rock. Defense pact between Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and Finland. They formed a mini-NATO with a joint force of 250 F-35 and Gripen fighters. We're seeing nations align. Who is going to be going against Russia? Who's going to be with Russia? Who's going against America and the dollar? And who's going to be with the yen and China and Russia and those groups of people? A new historically unprecedented defense pact has been signed by the Nordic countries, which is sure to anger Moscow. Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland have issued a joint statement that they are buddy-buddies now. It says, our combined fleet can be compared to a large European country. And they did not mention Russia by name, but the entire initiative is clearly part of the ongoing response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. By the way, it's not February 24th, it's February 22nd of 2022 was when World War III started, and it doesn't stop until it concludes at Armageddon. So they're sending 250 advanced aircraft. Also, he suggested creating a joint air operations center that can include United States and Canadian commanders to provide their guidance and coordination, meaning the nations of the world are aligning themselves for World War III. I'm telling you, World War III has started. We are now in a famine, a food crisis, a money crisis, and everything, when, when we're worshiping another god, when Minneapolis has openly opened their arms, uh, their arms, allowing them to worship another god in our nation. And by the way, they're not the only nation, they're not the only city. When we have done that, we have gone against the laws of our god. Humans will achieve immortality in eight years says former Google engineer who has predicted the future with 86% accuracy. Well, the Bible says, In those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, desire to die, and death shall flee from them. So this is coming. But that is a picture of something that happens, I'm going to say, at least in the last half. My opinion is about seven months before Jesus returns. So this is another sign, my brothers and sisters. We are in that tribulation. If we're not, we're real close to it. Now the former Google engineer believes technology is set to become a powerful, powerful. It will help 
Humans live forever in what is known as the singularity. So here we are. These things that the prophecies wrote 2,000 years ago are now coming to pass. I suggest you ask Jesus to forgive your sins, to come into your heart, to be your God, and to protect you in the day of trouble. And if you do pray that, or if you have prayed that recently as a result of a Prophecy Club broadcast, please send us a note to our email. Also, if you have read Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy or one of my other books, and you found it to be helpful, I would love to hear from you. I'd like to hear a little, have a little short email from you, just a short one, doesn't take much of your time, a little short email letting us know you read the book and what you thought of it. Who knows, maybe I'll read your comment on the program. Terry Saka, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. So why should people go online or call you today? Seymour Hirsch, an amazing investigative journalist, laid out the case that the United States is the one that blew up the Nord Stream pipelines, hurting our very own allies. That is a nation that is desperate because their currency is on the verge of losing reserve status. That's not good for a United States dollar and why we better be protected. Terry Saka, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Give him a call or go online today. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. I am having another level two. Level two School of the Watchman's Conference, and I'm calling this a teacher's course. It's going to be September 15 and 16. You can go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll tell you all of the details about it. And it gives you all of the requirements. I'll let you read that online. However, the big question is, you're going to be saying, well, what's the difference between level one and level two? Well, lots. Level one was primarily reading through most of the book of Revelation and teaching it. That's not be level two. Yes, we will do some reading. But this one is designed to make you a teacher of Bible prophecy, which, by the way, our office wants to know if you went through level one and if you have taught or have been invited to teach from the book of Revelation and you went through level one, send me an email. I'd like to know that. I know there's been at least one. I think there's two, maybe more. Anyway, I'd like to know. So level two is to teach you to the point to where you can be qualified to actually teach the book of Revelation. Now, I'm going to tell you right up front, we're going to have a level three, God willing. And in that one, I'm going to require people to memorize the book of Revelation to come to level three. And so there's going to be one year's difference between level two and level three. It took me a year to memorize it, so I figure it'll take you a year to memorize it. Some of you may even faster. So go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll give you all the details, tells you all about some of the difficult questions and things like that we're going to cover in level two. Level two is going to get you real close to being a a qualified teacher of Revelation. But by the time you get through level three, having memorized the book, pastor's going to listen to you. And that's where we're going with this. Also, I'd recommend you go, you know, go and get yourself a Berkey water filter. And yes, we do have Berkeys all in stock now. Uh, also, we have potassium iodate pills, which are what you take inside of once a radioactive unit has happened in your area. As far as uh, Berkey water filters... This is one thing you want to be sure to do is get 
some extra filters. This is the minimum most people get is this one right here. I get the Crown Berkey right here. This is the one I have, this one I use. And I have about eight extra filters with me too because if you're using clean water, they'll last a year or two. But if you're using rainwater or muddy water, then they clog up a whole lot faster. So you want to have some extra filters. 